If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. Hello. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. How has Mildred been this week? Because you're at home, I'm away. So um, I'm low on dog news, apart from the fact that I get sent photos by Jane when she takes Dolly off to... Uh, well, she's been to Nero's with Dolly. I've been to Nero's with Dolly. Yeah, you have. As well. well, not since I've been away. No. <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so Dolly likes a trip to Nero's, as you know. Do they do Poppuccinos? What is that? Is, is that for a dog, is it? Yes, yeah, so yeah, oh, yeah. the cafe chain, mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you about this, the cafe mm. chain uh, Black Sheep Coffee. Right. Little plug there. Well, we no, don't plug them because we we're not getting any money off them. <laughs> so f- forget the name that you've just heard. But anyway, the cafe, go on. There's a cafe chain. Mm. And, well, actually, it was free, and now they've started charging... They do a thing called Puppuccino, ah. which is some cream, whipped cream, in a, a espresso shot cup yes. with a couple of dog biscuits in it. <laughs> and uh, does Mildred like that? Well, Mildred loves it. And when, yeah. we, when I get to Westfield mm. and I turn the corner, she knows where we're going and she goes on her two back legs. Uh, of course. And yeah. starts trying to run to the, the cafe that shall not be named. <sighs> Lovely. Yesterday, I was at my local cafe, mm. and I, I got an espresso before my run, and Mildred started going bonkers. Right. Really out of care, I didn't know what was going on, and she thought I'd bought her a puppuccino. Then you twigged, and she thought it was for her. Yeah. Oh, but they don't, but they don't do it there, at that cafe. No. Oh. So she had a run without a coffee, and you, and you did have a coffee. Well, I, well actually, I, got, I went and got her some oat milk. Right. Oh, well, that's good. She, she, she felt that she was at least being given something. Yes. No yeah. middle class dog on oat milk. Yeah, of course. Dolly um, <laughs> always turns her nose up when, you know, shopkeepers and cafe, oh, would she like a biscuit? Would she like a little treat? And she always looks rather disdainfully at those. <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'm, I'm good. I'll probably have some smoked salmon when I get in. 
She's still a little bit of a snob like that. But Mildred loves her treats in the cafes and stuff, doesn't she? Loves the treats. Yeah, goes for it. And she's, has Dolly done this? Mm. Mildred, I've realised now there's a pattern, me and Grace have, have discovered, that Mildred will go off. Is this a thing? She'll mm. go off her main food every sort of six weeks. Mm. Mm. Do you know about this? This is the thing. Well, Dolly is the other way around, really. About every six weeks, she'll actually eat a full bowl of her food, and that seems to keep her going. She's not, <laughs> you know, she's so tiny. And, I mean, uh, you know, yes. listeners might say, oh, that's because you you treat her to your food. when you, We don't really. I mean, she has little nibbles and treats, but and she seems to sort of get by on that because she's so small. But I think with Mildred, it's probably, she just gets bored of it. I don't you think after, do you, do you vary which one it is? Well, we've just switched from this, which we've talked about, I think, this like packaged kind of, they say it's human yeah. food. We talked about human, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. That. She's gone from that to Caesars, the the the, the normal. Yeah, and every every year or so, someone comes out with you know a, a, a sort of likable looking brand. You know, it's like you know, yes. oh, it's Priscilla's dog food. You know, hello, my name's Priscilla, and I like making food for my dog. And I thought it was such a success, I thought I'd roll it out, and now it's for sale in all supermarkets. <laughs> It is. It's like when people, those ones who make yeah. muesli, they make, they get on my nerves. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they, but they they do it for dogs as well. So, but I, I mean, maybe it is just worth changing it around, switching it around, getting a different brand. That's what we've done. We've moved to. Can I say the brand? Or you, do you do you think we should wait? We should wait. We should maybe tell them. maybe you should say, hey, you know, you you don't know what you're missing out on here. Sean, you know Sean Walsh. His dog eats your food, and we're not even going to mention it until we get a whole. Shed load of money off you. <laughs> Go on, tell us what it is. What is it? Well, it's Caesar. Caesar, Caesar. yeah, yeah, Caesar. Yeah. The little pouches. Yes, you know, the little they're, pouches. They're, they're, very yeah, handy. Yeah, sort of. Mm, yeah, they're good. I do feel sorry for dogs, but when they have to eat that the same thing all the time, and it, you know, it's a bit like if you're human and all you ever ate was pate. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yes, it, yeah. it, it does. It looks like that, doesn't yes. it? You think, oh, what is this? Some sort of mechanically recovered meat yes. from ugh. I, I need to I think I need to, to, to fess up to something here and, and maybe this isn't a good idea mm, you eat it as well <laughs> yeah is it alright on toast is that what you're going to tell us yeah. <laughs> really good on sourdough actually as long as it's sourdough um, of course do you I, I think you you won't do this but I'm I'm, I'm being re- overly honest here Mm. On, a, on a really, really lazy day, I might not... Oh, I, only on a really lazy day, right. I, 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 ju- I might not change the, the dog bowl between breakfast and dinner. Oh, uh, that, that, that's... Does Grace know? But she does it as well. Oh, no, really? Oh. Do you think that is that, oh. is that bordering on animal cruelty? Don't... No, it's not cruelty. It's probably... You're probably... Uh... It's probably for hygiene reasons you should, you know, change it and wash it. Well, mind you, you know, she's probably licking her own parts in between anyway. So what is it? Yeah. I think that's more common than you think. I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there going, I thought I was the only one that did that. I bet there are. I bet there are lots of lots of slovenly people out there (laughs) thinking, I'm not alone. Sean does it as well. (laughs) You've nailed my demographic. (laughs) 
<laughs> I tell you what, I'm uh, I'm quite fussy about changing her water on a very regular basis. I think that's quite. I just sort of think that's important, only because I I don't fancy drinking a glass of water that's been there all day. So I'll. What do you, you mean? Know. Well, it's water it doesn't go off, does it? No, but it gets if if it's been in a bowl on the ground and and it hasn't been drunk. Because Mildred might get through more water than, than Dolly, but it, it, there's a chance the same water could be there for three or four days. So I think it's good to change it over. No, I, I like that. I don't like it. Yes, I ch- well, I change it if I see bits in it. Mm, that's a good rule, rule of thumb, I suppose. <laughs> change it if you see bits in it. Um, but no, I think, uh, I, 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 you know, I can't, I, I can't endorse not, not cleaning the bowl in between feet. No, 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 I know. I'm not asking you to. Mm. I, I just... No. Yeah. No, I think it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I didn't know that about you, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, though. <laughs> oh, and uh, Mildred's uh, anal glands have cleared up as well, by the way. Oh, I'm delighted. Yeah. And was it? Did the did that involve any? Um, did the vet need to get involved in that? Well, this is the thing. We've um, mm. we've actually maybe it's a bit dramatic. We've decided, and I won't name and shame. I'm not going to mm. do that on here. But we've decided mm. to not go back to the vets we've used. Ah, right. Because we went to the vets about her anus. Yes. The first time, they said, right. you know, hopefully it clears up. Mm-hmm. We went back. Yes. And that was the time I spoke to you and they gave us some cream and mm. that didn't solve the problem. And th- so then we went back again and then they finally put her on antibiotics. That meant months of the problems with, with Mildred's anus. So it meant three payments <laughs> instead of one, basically. Yeah, so that's where my mind goes with that. They know, they know she's going to need antibiotics in the end, but I'm going to make you pay two more times before you get it. Definitely. That's, yeah, yeah. They they're a funny breed vets. They they I mean we've we've had some brilliant vets, but they're one or two are quite. We went once went um, our um, uh, one of our Dachshunds had a terrible business. No, you know you should never give dogs lamb bones or chicken bones. I, d- I, very, d- very, I didn't know that. I'm glad. Very very bad for them okay. because they can they splinter and they chew and they really churn them up inside. Um, anyway, one of our dogs got hold of um, a lamb chop bone and you know she was in a real state and we had to take her to the vet. And uh, he was a, a he was a South African bloke, and um, and he said, "Oh yeah, he's gonna get cleared out," and he did some stuff for I can't remember exactly how he treated it. But I said, "What happens to uh, you know dogs in the wild? I thought dogs could eat anything. Yeah. They're surely." And he said, oh, "They just die. They just die. I mean, you know, in a, in the wild, a wild dog who's from South Africa, they live eighteen months. That's it. All they're all they're wow. meant to do is procreate and die." So they have very short uh, lives out there in the wild. And if anything goes wrong, that, that's it. There's curtains for them. Wow. Going back to Mildred, what, what was the symptoms of the, with the gland? It was the, it was the leaking. There oh. was a leaking and it was causing her poos were runny, which right. made it difficult. I always feel bad. I always feel bad when I've cleaned up a, a poo on the pavement. And, but like, you yeah. don't, it's not a solid one, so you don't quite... And now it just looks like someone's stepped in a in a big one. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd have a conversation like this? <laughs> Let alone, you know, in a public arena, like, you know. I know. I know because sometimes you see that it looks like someone's, you know, spilled a pot of paint or something. Yes, exactly. I know. I get yeah. such guilt. 
Yeah, because you can't really, you can't just scoop that up, can you? No. No, I'm not going to go, I can't go and get a mop. I've done my bit. You, you sort of have, yeah. We maybe go around with a, a kettle and just to sort of wash the pavement down and apologise to people. <laughs> yeah. Should we have a look at people that have got in touch? Mm. We've got some lovely yeah, messages, Jack. It's nice because we're starting to get people um, sort of saying hello, aren't we? I know. Some lovely, the reviews are in. Yeah. <laughs> we have. We've got lots of five-star uh, reviews. Yeah. We've got a, do you know what? Our, uh, it kind of averages out. And we're yes. on 4.9 because uh, oh, okay. many people gave us five stars and a yes. few gave us one. Okay, so that's that will bring it down, won't it? That's uh, <laughs> I like that we've divided the opinion. It's you know, with Marmite podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably some some cat owner who, by mistake, <laughs> yeah. got hold of this. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. I, I hate it. But overall, yeah. very mm. nice things. Uh, yeah. Still, just Jones says it's lovely to hear Sean on form and being chilled out. There you go. I'm chilled out. Over here. Yeah. And uh, it's fun to hear Jack relaxed and conversational. Yeah, I'm usually conversational, I think. I mean, that was a very nice thing to say. And and um, and then Eva, Eva says, uh, I mean, it is just Eva. That's the only name we've got. Yeah. But Eva says, uh, love it already and such a great pairing of hosts. So funny. Have to say, Sean's dog voice is a bit freaky, though, which is, we better... I think yours is. I think dog voices are freaky. They're really. It is a strange world when you when you go into how people talk to their dogs. But that's what this podcast is very much about. Well, yes. Well, look. Speaking of which, we've had a voice mm. note uh, from Spirit yes. in North London. Right. This is yeah. from Instagram. Uh, she. I'm has... looking forward to hearing this because I haven't heard it yet. Well, it's a bit. It's you know. It's a dog voice. Hi, my name's Spirit. I live in North London with my dog, who is a Shipu, a mix between a Shih Tzu and a Toy Poodle, and he is called Oggy. And he's with me now, and this is how I talk to him. <laughs> Hi, baby. He's my little Oggy. He's my little Oggy Pops. He's my Oggster. My Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Oggy for Christie. He's my good boy. He's my good boy. Can I have a kiss? Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, such a handsome boy. Where's the sock? Get the sock. Ooh. What's that? Dobby has a sock. Oh, Dobby has a sock. Oggy, oggy, oggy. He's got a socky as he does. Oh, thank you. Who's a good boy? Oh, big shake. Oh, big shake. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Now that was um that was Spirit talking to her dog Oggy, uh, but that was um who's a sheepu. She yes. she explained. I'd not heard of a sheep no. before. What was your first take on that, Sean? I think you could tell the size of the dog by the voice. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a voice you use for a tiny dog. You, ah. you wouldn't use that for a big Labrador, would you? That was a very small... You can fit that dog in a bag. Oh, you're a little baby. Yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was... That was... Was that the voice you'd use for a baby? I keep on... Oh, this is awful. I keep on calling my new daughter... Mm. I, keep, I keep on calling her the mourners by mistake. <laughs> and so, uh, and does she just look at you like you're weird or <laughs> yeah. doesn't understand at all what that is about? Yeah, I'm not a dog. Yeah, <laughs> you need to know that about me. <laughs> I, I think that was really enchanting in a way. She's just completely in a world of her own with her dog, and that that's a a, a little bit of private joy that you have as a result of having a dog, isn't that's it? That's it. 
That's absolutely it. Hear, is that Mildred in the background? That is me, again. I, it's like the same yeah. time she does it. Every, I don't know what she's. Hang on, Mildred. What's she barking at? Oh, a cat. We see we've got. <laughs> we've messed up. We, Jack, we don't have any curtains at the back, right. and it's caught. We're, the curtains are coming, but it's really caused problems. She just watches. Yeah. She sits at the back now. And we used yeah. to have really kind of small back doors, and now we've opened it up into those those bifolds. So she just yeah. wakes up and watches the back, the bifolds, at, like it's a massive cinema, just looking yeah. out <laughs> for the cats. And then, and when the cats come in, then she goes, mad. "Yeah, that's it." So we're having, yeah, yeah we're getting yeah. waiting for curtains. That's great. That's great. That's exactly what you want your dog to do, really. It winds me up. The cats just sit at the top. They sit. I don't have mm. a problem with cats, but they sit up there and they know they don't hear the barking. I go, yeah, no, I'm sorry, it's your turf. I better leave. They see mm. the barking. They see Mildred jumping up against the window, and they just they sit there and they look at it and they go, "What are you going to do?" Yeah, they do it deliberately. They love it. I mean, they they just like to wind dogs yeah. up, don't they? That, that's that's the thing, and they know they can stay well out of the dog's way if they need to. Yes, precisely. They, they, and they also they understand something that dogs don't understand. And that is windows. <laughs> there's there's glass. You can see the cat looking, you idiot. There's glass in between us. What are you gonna do? You know, poor dog doesn't understand it, doesn't understand why he can't get out there. No. You know. Well, it's nice nice little insight into your into your domestic life there. But I'm i I'm yeah, you're you're having trouble confusing your, your baby with the dog and, and I'll work and on it. That wrong. I'll work on it. It, yeah, it's inevitable, but it sounds like a happy household. Uh, but that that was lovely of spirit to send that in. Very I'm nice. really pleased. I think that's that's one of our first um, voicemails that we've had, and it's good that she's listened and, and got the idea of sending that in. That was terrific. And anything, any queries, anything you wanna you wanna ask, or or indeed inform us if Jack has in- said anything, if oh. I said anything, and you wanna add to it, let us know. Or yeah, or, or even correct us. Although by <laughs> now you'll you'll know that we are experts, and it's mostly advice you'll be seeking. I expect. <laughs> I bet there'll be a big backlash to to what I said about the dog bowls. Oh, oh no. d- inevitably, yes. yeah. No, you've there'll be more one star reviews as a result of that. <laughs> uh, dirty Sean, that's what that's what they call you. You know, you know that <laughs> they called me that before. <laughs> dirty Sean, dirty Sean, dirty Sean. Yeah. Uh, now, anyway. Jack, we've got a we've got a wonderful guest. Yeah, we have indeed. Yeah, looking forward to this. Today's guest is Russell Kane, an award-winning comedian, podcaster, actor, presenter and author. He's currently touring Essex Variant around the UK, Ireland, and then he's off to Europe. But we don't want to hear about all those amazing achievements. We want to get to know him through his dog. Hello, Russell. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you here. Great. Well, I'm excited to discover what we're going to talk about. I don't know if you know what I'm working on at the moment, but I'm working on a book about dogs for real or i'm for real yeah for quarto it's a children's uh, book uh-huh. so we just got a new cat and my daughter who's seven was obsessed with going through our dog and cat breed profile books which i was obsessed with when i was a kid and going what's the behavior of a burmese cat like compared to a yeah. persian and or the dog would be oh, wow. a border terrier compared to a pug and i realized <laughs> kids love it when you bring them to life with more of a a character. If you have pug, imagine if you had a lazy mate who just like watching TV and farting. I thought, hello, there's a book there. Quarto uh-huh. agreed. So I'm currently wading in dog breed research. So oh, I'm great. Guest. <laughs> so you have a pug. I have a, an elderly pug called Colin. 
Yeah. Bless him. He's 11. How old is Colin? 11, you say? 11. Oh, I call death plus two years in pug language because a pug, <laughs> a pug past nine is something to behold. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations on being a good dad to, <laughs> yeah. to Colin. Tell us, who is Colin? So Colin is a, a male pug. I know they've realised there's some ethical concerns around this breed. Knowing what I know now, I probably would have tried to go for a dog that was less brachiophallic as the term goes but you know slightly longer in, in the muzzle as we have had passing out issues over the years he had to have an emergency nose job where we widened the the nose holes and things like that so i probably really? would, oh, yeah. wow. I probably would get a pug cross if i got a, a dog a yeah. pug again but for me it's the perfect companion just i believe people should date opposites and they should get pets that match their energy in an opposite way so the worst dog for me would be a springer spaniel i need yes. someone to chill me out Colin yeah, yeah. hates walking. He likes watching TV. He sits there with a glazed expression, not fussed about everything, which is mm-hmm. the opposite to me, obviously. Jack in the box, fired. So he sorts me yeah. out. He's been great on the road. I think when he was younger, we used to go on the road. I've taken him on stage. Oh, you used to take him on stage? On stage. Oh, I'm wow. Did he, did he like that? Yeah, yeah. So what we did was um, he just did a little act at the side of the stage. I could control him through sign language so it would look like he was doing all these dances and stuff and I would a hand would come on and I'd go bang and he would go, and he would die I'd put the microphone to his mouth whilst whilst doing a sign to speak off stage looking like he was speaking into the microphone you know the speak what? command speak this, speak this yeah, if you do speak a, a dog goes Row. so it would look like he was doing all these things and then I threw this a isn't sta- stand up comedy Russell this is the circus yeah. it sounds like an early round of Britain's Got Talent yeah, well, yeah. you know <laughs> Where regional oh, heats that's quite nice, but he's obviously a bit mad, so let's let him go home with his. Dog. He loved it, he loved it. His performing days are gone now, bless him. But uh, he's got a passport as well. I, I drove from London to the south of Spain, it took four days, and we stayed in all these cool hotels. We had a single bed each. Oh, we've done loads together, man. Loads. It sounds as though you, you did you train Colin to do these tricks, <laughs> yeah? Okay, so pug, you never see pug in the top 10 clever breeds ever, mm-hmm. okay? But that's because you just don't understand how a pug's brain works. The one thing you've got, if you've got a pug, a boxer, French bulldog, one of those breeds, is the food motivation. It's also dangerous because they can get Mm -hmm. overweight. But once you realise how motivated by food a pug is, you can really get some good, cool tricks out of them. I mean, a border terrier, and someone says, oh, my border terrier can sit. It's like, oh, my border collie. I'm like, so what, mate? You know, or a Labrador that can sit. (laughs) Oh, I'm supposed to be astonished. If you stand, like, behind a doorway... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can see you through the top. You know, like one of those hatch doorways, and yes. you hold a tree. A dog will naturally bark in frustration, so you just need to match it with that snap, snap hand gesture. Listeners, I'm doing like a, I'm operating a glove puppet, and they associate yeah. that with speaking and getting a tree. Okay, that's how you do it. It's easy. Wow, one day training. That's amazing thing to do. What's what's Colin's best trick for you to do? Speaking into the microphone looked good because obviously you're not seeing the hand. You're just seeing the mic come on stage. And Colin, yeah. go, the mic goes near his mouth and he goes, Row! like he's talking into it. But really, it was my hand controlling it off stage. And then at the end, I, oh, I so I'm, I'm doing from behind the curtain speak. And my, yeah. just my arm is on stage lit. Uh, yeah. So it looks like he's speaking. Then at the end, I would throw the treat to my tour manager on the other side of the stage, and it would look like Colin was exiting stage right, <laughs> even though he'd entered from stage left. So, I mean, the audience's yeah. minds were blown, but they were very simple, very very simple tricks. But 
Yeah. Just to have a dog that is a chilled companion so you don't have to stress in a hotel room is the biggest trick you can ever teach your dog. Colin helped you with stress, is that what you're saying? Just on the road, like when you first start, obviously I'm broken and used to it now, dead on the inside like all stand-ups that have done more than five tours. I mean, I could literally stick a compass in my leg whilst performing and wouldn't even feel the blood squirting out by the end of a tour. Mm. You know where you're so numb mm. to what you're saying? But when you first started... I, it, I, just, no, I just want to say, I don't have that. I just want to come out and... No, what I mean is, just if you don't get used to loneliness as a stand-up, you are screwed. Okay, so right, you have to yes, learn. Right. You have solitude. I prefer solitude, so I now love okay. solitude. But when I first started, I came from, <laughs> you know, seeing my friends every night of the week, always with my girlfriend, always with my family. All of yeah. a sudden. Mm -hmm in a travel lodge after being clapped at by a hundred people in an art center. I was like, this feels different. So yeah. the, the dog, not so much a therapy dog, but you, you do talk to your dog. It's like, oh, you've absolutely. Got, I do, it's like yeah. you've got a mate with you. It's company, isn't it? It's just company. Totally. To put in the hard work in that first six months, which so many people don't do. You can't stay in a posh hotel. You're going to have a dog yapping at you or mm. ruining things. And that was yeah. my greatest achievement was having this chilled companion. Yeah. That would just kept me company. And that those three tours were made a lot easier. Now what I'm saying is I've just, you know, three days on my own in a hotel room in between tours. I don't feel anything and I don't know what that means. I've just I suppose I've just got used to it. Yeah, you must really miss him for that, but he's a bit too old, is he, to do the travelling with you? Is that what it is? No, no, no. I think he would probably be all right, but he's to be honest with you, where the sight and the ears are going, he's learned right. the route around right. the house. He doesn't even enjoy like a small walk to the shops really now. He does get. Or do you obviously... think he's also maybe he's got sick of your act? Quite possibly, yeah. He never, he never laughed anyway. He's had enough. No. So when when you're when, away, he, when either of you two is on, he would actively soil the floor though. So I didn't know what that. Was. So when you're away, he must miss you. Does he pine for you? Well, we've got um, like Lindsay's runs businesses from home, and we're very mm -hmm. lucky. I, this is why I've moved north, even though. It brings me out in hives, not being in London. Yeah. Always yeah. got like Auntie Christine will move in when we're away. So whoever's in the house yeah. is like a family member. Okay, yeah. When he was a puppy, he went to a day kennel a couple of times yeah. when I was still working my day job and doing stand-up. But I've been very lucky. He's always been mm. in his space. And I think with dog and separation anxiety, if they're in their own space and they're seeing someone they know, even if it's only for two, three hours a day, you're probably going to get away with it. But this is why yeah, we yeah. say to people, select for temperament. People mm -hmm. seem to select for looks first. Oh, I love the look of a Boulder Collie. Do you know what a Boulder Collie was bred for? So select a breed for temperament. And then when you go to look at the litter, if you're busy mm -hmm. with no life, like I am, mm -hmm. select the mm -hmm. lowest energy dog in that litter. Who's going to the teat last? Who's the most chilled right. when you go and cuddle them? Pick that dog if you're busy, for God's yeah. sake. yeah. I think that's a good tip, actually. And I like what you said at the very beginning, which is to get something opposite your own personality, because that's more of a compliment, isn't it, to what to the way you live? Because yes. quite rightly, if you, especially if you're taking uh, your companion with you on tour, you don't need something that also wants to exercise its energy, because you get it out of your system on stage. The last thing you need is a dog that says, yeah, let's go for a run now or something. Exactly. And the guilt of mm. not walking a dog that needs walking. I mean, yeah. I know, I know yeah. people that have dogs. Oh, that I hate that. Walk. 
yeah. that guilt is horrible. And whereas if you if you maybe are struggling a bit with your weight or you maybe you've got social anxiety issues, get a dog that needs to go out. We've had two people on, on a show I help present where the dogs have changed their life because they were almost like post-COVID agoraphobic, but where the Springer needed to go out, they had no choice. And what happens is mm. with a dog like a Springer or a Labrador, people talk to the dog first. So it's like a stepping stone for you talking to strangers. So by mm-hmm. the day, oh, what's your dog? What's his name? And before you know it, you're having a conversation. Whereas if you're someone that was shy and not outgoing before, that might not have happened. Did you grow up with dogs, Russell? Did you always yeah. have them? We've always had one. We'd always, it's, it's yeah. always been, I'm a multi-cat household, one dog household. It's easy peasy to introduce kittens to a a dog. It's much, much harder the other way around to introduce a puppy into a cat-dominant household. Can be impossible, can fail, where you have to take the puppy back. But the other Mm -hmm. way around, Colin is, we call him, sounds really schmaltzy, Colin the kitten nurse, because whenever the new cat arrives, (laughs) the first night, introducing cat to cat is, I know it's a different podcast, but it's a different skill. Cat's territory is Mm. their brain. So they they just like fuck up and start hissing and Mm. lose the plot when they see another cat. Mm. So the first night is always spent in my room here, in my office, Mm -hmm. with the Colin and the kitten. And within an hour, the uh, kitten's cuddling up to the dog. I've never had any issues with a dog growling or being territorial with it with a cat but when I was growing up it was a Yorkshire Terrier which again is an advanced dog breed people don't realise you need Mm. to know your stuff with a Yorkshire you need to train it you need to walk it they can be snappy if you don't get it right Mm. and then when I moved out I got a Cocker Spaniel and that was the next one and then and then we're on to Colin it's 11 years have you got a special voice you use for Colin when when, you know when you talk with Colin it's quite sort of masculine what mate how you doing like one of the lads lads, yeah he sounds Colin's a bit of a geezer is he is that that how you're thinking yeah he gets to come here right because they got all the folds hanging off and it's absolutely stinks obviously I can't smell it because I love him but my god a pug is a next level of stink within an hour of washing a pug any sign that he was washed is gone and a smell of bin bag comes poking through again they are one of the smelliest fartiest snoringest breeds of all the dog breeds you talked about colin you know aging and as you say smells gone and his hearing his sight and and, hearing and And smell ain't great either actually is either that's also not brilliant we lost our our family dog years ago gertrude and obviously she aged and you know, we would try and make her life easier by, you know, a step up onto the, the bed and stuff like that. It's, but it's difficult, isn't it, watching your dog age? I'm always sensitive to that. It always mm. kind of, I have to block, you said that, and immediately I have to kind of block it out because I just, it's like I almost want to cry yeah. just immediately at the dog aging. And is that, how do you kind of comfort yourself with that? I always think if the they're not like us animals. So if is the animal happy? He's content as anything. He wanders up in the yeah okay. He just sort of totters across slightly sideways. Really nice greeting. Mm. Goes to his food. He's going out the cat flap to the bathroom. Fine. He's happy. So he's Lovely. having a great old age. So what 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 I would love for Colin is just to have a long old age and then bang in his sleep. Uh, rather yes. than that horrible, yeah. you know, like my cat Keith that we lost during lockdown, who was nearly 20, you know, that sort of right. two-month yeah. period of, oh, you know, is the cat in pain? You know, where, when when is the right moment? I hate that. Um, but yeah, at, yes. at the moment, yes, and he's been like this for about a year, all grey fur, t- t- like legs going like that, but just seems so happy in himself. What what can you do with that? you just got to let him be happy and old. That's lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah. But does he still enjoy walks? We do go, we do like a 10, 15 minute one to the shop, but it's the nerves where the sight's yeah. gone. It's the nerves of, oh, right. is it a puddle? Is it a, is it a lake? How deep's that curb? Okay. So, okay. He's yeah, anxious, a bit anxious because yeah. of the sight thing. He's doing really well, though. He does, you know, he throws himself in, literally, if it's a puddle. You quite often see dogs, um, well, not often, but they can get those little coats from them that says blind on ah, them. I didn't know, you know that. So that other dogs don't, run, well, dogs don't read that, but owners will. Yeah. I bet a border collie does. That says blind, master. Yeah. <laughs> so flash, aren't they, the border collie? I'll just finish some administration and I'll be through, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awkward thing to sort of talk about what you might get as your next Oof. dog. But hypothetically, what, what have you got in your mind, Russell? Well, definitely a, a break because things are... I envisage this stage of my career as I would be on a, on a soup and spinning a wheel round, uh, working once a week, <laughs> maybe doing like four tour dates a year. I didn't realise I'd still be doing yeah. 120 dates and an exciting yeah. pilot that I'm developing. It's like, oh God, it's not exciting. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm so bored with developing something exciting. <laughs> Uh, so and that mixed with the only way I seem to be able to get time off where the phone truly doesn't ring is to be abroad so I'm just I find myself at an unusually busy time period of my life which doesn't match my age so I might have like a year or two's buffer so I don't have the holiday guilt mm-hmm. when I'm away even though I shouldn't because we've got right. relatives okay. but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I, the, I'm quite keen on a, a chihuahua, purely size-wise, ah. not to be raised as a lap dog, to be raised as a dog dog properly. If you raise a chihuahua right, they are amazing dogs, long lifespans, less health issues, quite robust. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, you're talking to chihuahua, a chihuahua I did owner. I not know that. So, uh, or a chihuahua cohabitant. Chilled or snappy. Uh, yeah, Dolly, long, long-haired chihuahua. We got her when she was six. And she's not snappy at all and doesn't yap. And she's an absolute, absolute little angel. Yeah, she's great. sweet. A really lovely company. But I, I don't know a chihuahua that won't jump up onto your lap, though. That's the thing they do. They just love to sort of be around you yeah. like that. So If invited. It, but I'm sure... If invited. The key yeah, you, it sounds like you're a very instinctive trainer of dogs, yes. it's obvious. When Colin was younger and actually could still jump on the sofa, bless him, he has to be lifted yeah. now whilst emitting... Mm more gases than the periodic table recognises. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, I, Colin was allowed, but would sit and wait until the hand signal showed he was invited. I've got no problem with dogs wow. on laps. Mm. I've got no problem with dogs going through doorways or upstairs. But if the yeah. dog is doing that before no. you or uninvited, that is dominant behaviour. And you might get away with it. Oh. But one day when a, to- oh, wow. when a toddler puts their hand into that, that dog's space and you, you're not concentrating, right. you don't want a dog that thinks it's the, the alpha of the house. But that's a dog mm, that, okay. that is more likely yeah. to snap or bite. Any dog trainer will tell you that. So anything's fine as long as you've said this mm. is on, on my terms. So I would have a, right, absolutely yeah. have my chihuahua cuddling me. I would have my Newfoundland dog up on my lap cuddling me if I had one. But if it were yeah, it to dare yeah. to put one paw on me or my sofa without my permission, that's a handout. Ooh. Oh, my God. Energy correction. So Colin is allowed pretty much anywhere free reign. Yeah. But on your terms, absolutely. only if you allow it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, my so, God. You're making, I'm getting a lot of guilt talking to you. When I walk in a lead, when he was younger, obviously, if I was going into a shop, always me through the door first. He would wait, even on the lead, and then <laughs> come through after. It's a sign that you own this space. It sounds trivial, like I'm on a power trip, but once someone mm. comes over to your yeah, table no. with a five-year-old, and my dog sat quietly waiting for permission to interact, that's a safer dog. Do you see what I mean? 
Mm. Okay, yes. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Where did you learn all this, Russell? Was it reading books or have you got? did your parents show you how to do that or you just, you've just got away with animals? I'm, I am a, a just an absolute bookworm, audio book, podcasts. Mm. This mm-hmm. podcast well up my street. Yeah. I listen to everything. I watched probably every episode of Caesar that was on TV. Some people have got issues with some of the extremist stuff he does, but I just try to understand how a dog's brain works. Mm. It's like they're speaking to us. They've got human eyes. But they do have different brains and you just got to get your head around that. And it's not being wicked or, or cruel to, to, to train a dog. You're helping it to feel secure like so it would like it. it would in the wild. Yeah. We used a crate for the first four years with Colin. Now I don't need it anymore. But he would go into his crate and I didn't even mm-hmm. need to shut the door. But he, he felt safer in there, that crate training. Yeah, I've heard of that before as well. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, um, during lockdown... We know that Colin featured on Celebrity Snoop Dogg. I know, even his age. He had a camera strapped to him as he roamed around your house. Yeah. Now, what did you discover anything that you didn't know? What's Colin getting up to when Daddy's not looking? That was like the last his last media appearance before formal retirement. Okay. It, it, but yeah, he was. He's one of the advantages of training your dog. See, a lot of people make the mistake of training the dog just by voice. Sit, sit, which is great. But what if you mm. are, in my case, because Dr. Colin was working, like behind a camera and you don't want your voice to be heard, or if your dog's further away and looking at you and you want to signal. So big hand signals, really useful. So this means sit for Colin, but I can do that from a big distance away and he would hit a, a sit. Also good for safety Yeah, with roads or running towards other dogs. Yeah. So when he was running around the house, it was great. My episode looked looked like he was doing all these amazing things off his own accord but of course I was able to be behind the camera manipulating him stop wait 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 <laughs> come all of this but without the words if needed for listeners I can say because we can see yeah. Russell Russell's giving very uh, demonstrative hand <laughs> signals that are quite clear and obvious yes. from a distance so it's it's good have you ever by mistake strayed into using those with with your human all the time oh god my child <laughs> yeah. no, we, we joke right but when you, if you've trained a puppy and done it prop like a puppy, obviously we should all try and rescue dogs if we can. We should all, we all should. Yeah. But if you've got an existing household of cats or something, it's much much harder to bring an adult dog in. It just wouldn't be. An, it probably would have ended up having yeah. to take the dog back to the shelter. That's why I've always gone to puppies because it's coming into an existing right. pack. So, so Colin had a camera strapped yeah. to his back. It was a through the keyhole program that could be filmed in lockdown. Oh, so right. the crew okay. all arrived and they based themselves outside. Mm you know, within two metres of me in a room that's ventilated. We had all the, we actually had an external person monitoring the COVID protocol, so it's not like we could go, yeah, whatever, and close the door. Mm-mm. So it was a, yeah. I was on earpiece, and I was able to direct mm-hmm. the dog around the house to get whatever yeah. shots they needed. Then when it played into the studio that night, or on TV for people at home, um, they had to guess whose house it was, based on little clues that, you know, you would film like a... Something to do with stand-up yeah. comedy or a book or something to do with Essex or something like some fake oh, okay. tan would be on the floor with a, a treat underneath it and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was orange shamed on Channel Four of all channels. <laughs> uh, that's that sounds great because I've often wanted to know what my dog gets up to when I'm not at home or when she's just on her own and where I suspect she just sleeps really she's not really that bothered she's very pleased to see us when we get in so she's always got one ear listening out for the car and she can tell because we live in a street she she knows if it's our car or not which is I've always thought is really clever how old is she well she's now about 13 she's sleeping during the day 
Yeah, yeah, she's sleepy. She's a sleepy thing, and she's uh, yeah. By the sounds of it, Russell's got Colin cleaning the house. <laughs> if only yeah. before he gets back, having dinner ready. Could I? I'll just say the people listening to this that are interested in dogs and don't, I would hope, don't mm. have one yet. They're, they'd be the people I'd love to reach with this stuff, yeah. So they can sort of edu- educate themselves. And I love cats and dogs equally. I call myself bipetual, right? Okay. I literally cannot choose. I love them both. Yeah. I know rare. There's a lot of prejudice out there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so for families that just don't have the garden or that everyone's working, which is most families these days, mm. there are some cat breeds which are so dog-like that someone like me is qualified to say it as I have both. You know when mm. someone goes, my cat's like a dog, you're like, oh, shut up. It's nothing mm. like my I have both. Mm-hmm. The Burmese cat sits, fetches, will be more annoying and need more attention than a dog if that's what you're looking for, that, that one-on-one bond but you can go if you've got a pair of them go to work without the guilt they'll take themselves out the cat flap and they bury their own poo Mm. oh that's what you want but they're so friendly you have to cat proof the garden it can't really leave the house or the garden that's the price you pay for the for the total dog-like nature of the Burmese cat They, they wouldn't survive like a normal cat on the street. Would you then have to train them to not leave no, the garden? No, you can't proof your garden, so you can either put some like smooth fence at the top, or you can get some ra- radio oh, collars okay. that emit a sound that they mm-hmm. hate when they get near a, a boundary. Okay. They've got like a receiver on there. Oh, your cat's got the receiver thing? Yes. All right, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I've got three breeds that are all dog-like, a Devon Rex, a Burmese, and the most ridiculous of all, the ragdoll. That's probably a bit too far for some people. You, I mean, I can bring him in and show you. You can literally pick him up, carry him like a baby. It just yeah. stares yeah. blankly into space. Wow. I thought the ragdoll breed description was an exaggeration, but it's if you've got kids, they literally in, in the buggy, dressing them up, hats on. I yeah. mean, there's, I've never heard a hiss. I've never seen a no. paw raised. I trust the ragdoll more than Colin, who's never growled at a human being in, in his life. Yeah, I, I like cats, and I have had cats in the past, and I, but I must say I didn't appreciate there's so much difference between breeds of cats. But That's why I want to write this book. Yeah, That's well, you, why I'm yeah, writing I'm, this book. I'm, I'm, I think uh, I'd be very interested to read. I wish you'd write a book about training dogs as well. I think that'd be very good. I might do. Mm. I might, yes. I might. I, might. Yeah. I could do with that. I, mean, I might, yeah. Simple one. Yeah, your average dog trainers are all, they're a bit, I don't know, you just think they're doing that because they can't do anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I, I take it, I take it more from someone I know can do other stuff. Yeah, you, what you're saying is I need to write it before my work dries up. Otherwise, I too will be doing it just because I can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the saying you can't you can't teach an old an old dog new yes. tricks. How long? You'll know this, I think. How long is it before? You can't. How long have you got? Mildred is a, is approaching two years. Do you reckon I could give Easily. you a, a couple of quid? You can pop round and We went to our it? friend's house the other night, um, Seema and Sandeep's house, and their dog is a cockapoo. Ran straight in, jump, jumping up at me, which everyone thinks is normal. Un- unacceptable behaviour, in my mm. opinion. Oh, no, unacceptable. Your dog should not put its front paws on, on someone. It can run up and have a look. Oh my God. So I operate with any new dog. If I came over to your house, Sean, my rule is no touch, no talk, no No eye contact until the dog is in a calm state. As soon as the dog sits down as calm, I'm like, hello, how you doing, mate? The dog's like, oh my God. When I sit down and behave myself, I get love and affection. Yeah. Mm. When I put my paws on and jump up and bark and I'm threatening, I get no attention. So the big question is... That took me two minutes to teach a six-year-old dog the other day. Right, okay. So the answer is... Yes, but but the wow. big question is: Can Sean now teach Mildred that when Mildred is used to Sean yes. being all over her and 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 giving her the mourners? Yes. What's Mildred's breed and energy level, Sean? 
Well, in fact, it sounds like the same as your friend. She is a cockapoo and she's very excitable. Yeah. So, you know, when I get home, she's jumping up and down. She's running to the door. She's doing that thing. The, yeah. the, the, the two front legs are up. She's touching me. She has quite bad separation anxiety with, I was going to say her mother, with Grace, my other half. Um, she really, you know, she could be away from me, but when she's away from Grace for, you know, if we cross the road from Grace, yeah. it's quite an ordeal. And I have to pick her up and carry her a bit further along for her to then get over ha having, you know, left Grace. So when, when Grace walks in through the door, what's the, f and that jumping up and craziness happens where she's so glad, where the dog's so glad to see her. What, what does Grace do? Is that like, hello baby, I've missed you all day. Is it all of that? Yeah, it's the stuff that you seem to really frown upon. It's literally the worst thing you can do. What you've just taught the dog is when you're anxious, you get love. Uh -huh. That's what you've taught your dog. Wow. When you're anxious and excited, you get love. And I will say for parents, this works on children up to about six. If your kid is, is like, I'm so scared, mummy. And you're like, come on, baby, sorry. You're accidentally, some. if you go too far, you can be rewarding the anxious state. So my daughter's having a bit of anxiety going to school at the moment. I'm giving her plenty of reassurance, but in a more Mary Poppins way. Come on, let's, let's, let's play a game instead, a bit of diversion mm -hmm. there. But with dogs, dogs are very literal. They're not like human beings. Okay. So the best experiment just for a week when you walk in from the door right um, uh, listeners i'm gonna have to stand up and put i'm putting just to be clear you still think that mildred's about to turn two i've still got time within a day to... you'll see a difference within a day so you walk straight within wow. an hour walk straight in you're not darren brown for dogs you know like when you see a dancer they, well, comedians have all got awful postures because we sit in cars the whole time so you come in posture yeah. chest out through yeah. the door don't even acknowledge the dog touching you the first time. Go straight to the kettle, put yeah. the kettle on or whatever, or large whiskey, depending on how the yeah. gig's gone. And as soon as the dog has stopped, even on, even sat down with a wiggly bum like that, is still too excited. As soon as the dog sat down and calm, greet with love, but not, oh yeah, baby, like that. Just like, hi darling, you all right? Did you have a good day? And the dog's gonna be like, whoa, hang on a second. That was, that was different. Okay. If you both try that for a week. Very helpful. Do you know what? I'll give that a go. I'm going to try that all week. And Jack, I'll report next I week. I really want to hear that. That means no talk as well. No talk. So the temptation, you'll be, I'll be with you in a second, darling, whilst you're doing your food. No, no touch, no talk, no eye no. contact until a, a calm state. Might take five mm. minutes, might take 15 minutes. Okay. It's very interesting. And, and I suspect that the bigger problem is you, Sean, being able to get yourself to do that because you, mm. you, you love interacting with your dog like that. And that's the truth of it. I do, absolutely. That's, yeah, it feels like... It's counterintuitive it, it not to pay her attention, but actually that's the problem. Yeah. Because Russell, you're saying that is wrong. That I, I love getting home and making a yeah. fuss. That's like my favourite part. Of course. Really. Or, or certainly one of the favourite But it'll be driving the separation anxiety because she is associating an accelerated emotional state with all the hormones going off mm. with reward. So that, of course, will be repeated when you're not there where she's looking, looking for that right, to happen. Okay. And also, I'm sure it won't happen with your dog, but you don't want a dog that associates excited states with reward because excited states are anger, anxiety, as well as jumping up and, and all the other stuff. We're not suggesting you don't give your dog love. We're just saying wait five minutes. And also the other thing people forget to do is when your dog's doing nothing, it's just a boring moment when you're in the middle of watching TV and the dog's on the mat. Mm. That's a great time to go over and suddenly give fuss. Mm. 
Yeah. Because people forget randomly rewarding steel stakes, but they never do it. It's when the dog wakes up, hey boy, you're awake. But go- every time your dog's doing something that you want more of in your home, mm-hmm. reward. Go and give a treat when it's lying there doing nothing. Oh, good, good girl, you're having a little sleep being chill. Wow. Who knew you were? You're a dog whisperer, man. You, you know you. <laughs> It's good. Oh, no. It's a very... well-behaved dog, and it got the danger. There's the safety aspect. You got you know, you got kids now. You're gonna have within. You're gonna click your fingers, and you're gonna have three and four year olds with their fingers and stuff being stuck out. You want a calm dog when you're in two, three years time when your baby is, you know, three. Well, when when when, when Wilder's free, I'll be on the phone to you, <laughs> Russell. What the hell do I do? But that's when it goes like I'm not trying to like darken the mood, but that's when it goes wrong for so many dog owners when there becomes a conflict between because a dog basically is a okay. three year old. Yeah, dog must be bottom of the pack, right. beneath your daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero okay. at the bottom, wanting to please. Well. Russell, that you've been absolutely fantastic. I feel like we've been on this yeah. morning and we've gone over to our celebrity vets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has been really, really interesting. And I, I suspect I already know the answer to the final question that we always ask everyone at the end of our chat, which is, um, do you let Colin kiss you on the mouth? His breath stinks so much I no longer do. <laughs> But I, I would have back in the day when he smelled of milk and his puppy ears and all of yeah. that. I remember when That's we drove great. to Spain, I got two single beds and he, we, we had no aircon. We were in a budget mm. hotel and he was with his paws up in the air in one and I was in the other. And I looked across and went, come on, mate. And he was in, like, in with me, which is, if for anyone who knows about my dog training, that is so far past what I would normally permit. Yeah. And Colin's probably got that as, as as one of his holiday memories, you know, when... It is, yeah, yeah. It's on yeah. Yes, went, exactly. Oh, I remember that. It was great. In Spain, and he let me... Oh, he gave me a hug in bed. It's on his Facebook. Of course, yeah, Colin, does, yeah. Colin doesn't have a face, so it's a particularly poignant website for him. Of course not, yeah. Just breed pugs with longer snouts, and, yeah. bre- and the breed will survive. If I, Pug breeders, just... Bring in the longer snout. Let's change yeah. the breed standard for pugs because they're such great dogs. Thank you so much, Russell. You've been fantastic. Very interesting. Yeah, Very thank funny. you, thank Russell. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Fascinating. Very interesting. I'm, I, I have to admit, I, I feel slightly inadequate as a dog owner because uh, he, he really knows his stuff and he's put the, uh, the legwork in as well, hasn't he? But especially after I've gone and opened up that there are days where I don't change the dog bowl. Yeah, you could not have said that on a worst episode. <laughs> I know. I know. I was going to kind of reference it at one point. Yeah. I thought, oh, no, he'll tell me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, he really is. He is a sort of, wow. uh, he's quite an expert, isn't he? Had no idea. I mean, like you say, he made you, you feel inadequate. I would say this, I would say this. I think, and Russell was obviously a fantastic dog parent, clearly, mm. you know, and mm. he clearly loves Colin and dogs have, and cats yeah. have been in his life, his entire life. I think that he's quite he's quite far the other way. I don't think it's normal to even know that, that Russell says, you know, this is the best way to be, and I'm sure he's right. I don't think mm. that's the average way to be. I think he won't be offended if I say there is nothing normal about Russell Kane anyway. <laughs> So, it, well, there isn't. He's, you know, he's an extraordinary person, and he, he you know, we were never going to hear from. Oh, yeah, damn, I'm a dog, and some, you know, it was, it was going to be one way or the other, wasn't it, with him? No, absolutely, mm. and it surprised me, Russell's almost his tone, how serious, you know, because yeah. Russell's a very flamboyant yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. very energetic. You know, he's like, he's like. 
you know, Russell being in a green room with Russell is is much like being in a green room with Mildred. Yes, you know, he's so energetic. Yeah, yeah. He's like a tornado, a force of nature. Yes. But actually, when you talk about dogs, it almost does that thing that he was saying he wanted from his pug Colin. That what he wants from pets is that it calms him down. Yeah, and he's he's deliberately sought out a breed that will do that for him. That will be yeah. that, that will uh, that will complement his own character. And that's that's such a really smart thing to do. Is think carefully about what you get if you're going to get a dog. Yes. Do you know what, Jack? Mm. Actually, I'm talking of the kind of conditions of the dogs, uh, which Russell, you know, did reference with a pug and the breathing problems that come with that. Grace actually did research into what dog to get and actually cockapoos. For, for if, the, if we do have any listeners that are, you know, thinking of getting a dog for the first time or indeed getting another dog, I will say that cockapoos are apparently they're one of the healthiest dogs. So there you go. There's something, there's, one, there's a bit of trivia I That's know. That's great. That's good Take that, know. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> hey? uh, and don't molt either, apparently, do they? Cockapoos. Nope. No, don't do that. No yeah. molt. I did hear someone on the common uh, saying that their dog was a sprocker doodle doodle or something like that. And I said, what does that mean? Well, it's, sure. it's, it's part cocker spaniel, part Labrador. Part Great Dane, part, and I thought, well, come on, you can't keep up making up hybrid names. There comes a point oh, where you have God. to say your dog is it's, it's, it's not a pedigree, it's, it's a mongrel. And I, nothing wrong with mongrels, I think they're lovely. Yeah. Often the best choice, really, because you get the best of several breeds. But you can't just keep making up names to accommodate oh, all the different breeds that have gone into your particular dog. Oh, absolutely. It's like when someone tries to join in on the conversation and, and go, oh, actually, I'm an eight fire-ish. Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm actually, I'm Scottish. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I, yeah, this, I, don't, I don't buy it unless you've got the accent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, that was fantastic. Yep. Great episode. Absolutely. And I will do that, Jack, next week. I'm really very keen to hear how that goes and whether it improves your life. Are you going to get Grace to do the same? Well, what do you think? Well, I don't think it'll work if Grace is not is not doing it. I think she'll okay. just get confused. You're right. Okay, I'll do, let, let, I'll put it to the test. I'm sure Grace will be happy to yeah. join in, and we'll see where we are next week. That'd be fascinating. The RSPCA will be around. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be taken away. <laughs> be, uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll improve your life. Yeah. Well, let's watch this space. Well, thank you for listening to Oh My Dog. It's uh, great getting all these insights from our guests and getting to know a different side of them uh, through their relationships with their dogs. And we, we hope you're enjoying it too. Absolutely. And of course, as always, you are very much part of this podcast. So please don't forget to get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com or you can find us on Instagram at omdpod. Leave a voice note, please. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think about dogs, any questions you've got, anything you want to pull us up on on the podcast. We'd love to hear yes, it. Yes, we do. And we really love to get your voice notes and hear how you talk to your dog. Maybe what you've learned from the podcast or what you can tell us. That would be really great. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts. <laughs>